So <clears throat> that was Dr. Reggie Gold. How many of you have ever heard of him before? Oh, good. Wow, that's more than usual. Um, Reggie Gold was another one of those life-changing, impactful chiropractors. Um, he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, he's the one who taught me one of my favorite sayings that I'm constantly saying to people, especially like in a conversation like we had uh, you know, right there, which is, uh, you know, you're far better off without a subluxation than you are with one. You're far better off without a subluxation than you are with one. So when someone says, well, you know, I don't know if it's really working or whatever, and essentially you just ask them the same question, you know, or tell the same statement, you're, I think you're far better off without a subluxation than you are with one. You know, you want to post the channels that we just opened, you know, you want to post again? And I think it's a great, you know, rhetorical kind of question because most people say, yeah, you're right. I guess I hadn't, you know, really thought of it that way. And um, inspiration for so many different things. Uh, you know, I, I went to so many of his seminars when he was uh, still doing seminars in the New Jersey area and then in the Atlanta area. And, um, you know, I, I owe him so much of the chiropractic terminology and verbiage that I, you know, I talk about. He actually has all these amazing audio tapes. If you want some of the best chiropractic philosophy audio tapes, um, then get his CDs. Um, I, don't, I don't know if his website is reggiegold.com, but I know his uh, estate is still selling their CDs, and he's got like a, a 10 cassette uh, tape series on the philosophy, and a 10 cassette uh, tape series on the application of philosophy, which I think are second to none. Uh, and I studied them over and over and over again, so I was able to really talk the talk that he uh, talks about. And the chemistry of life is such a simple thing, um, uh, you know, to explain chiropractic. And some of you guys really resonated with it last quarter or two quarters ago when I showed this particular video to this class. Uh, one of the students came up to me and said, I have been looking for something to say ever since I started, you know, chiropractic school, and this is the thing I want to say. And, you know, I emailed her the link, and she said, I'm going to study that, and that is the thing I'm going to say in my office. You know, that little thing is, is like, you, know, you can see what he was doing. He was doing, like, essentially, uh, you know, lay lecture, healthcare class to a pretty large auditorium and happened to be in Stroudsburg, uh, Pennsylvania. I, didn't, I wasn't there at this particular talk, but I went up at, at subsequent talks uh, when the place was totally packed. This was his, one of his first ones. I went later on uh, when I was living in New Jersey. My wife and I made a trip up to Stroudsburg. Pennsylvania to see him, and he was just astounding. We just loved, um, and we brought a bunch of patients with us. So it was really cool. Um, so, one of the, my favorite lectures, and it's not uh, it's not on video that I've ever seen, but you might want to look it up if you really like Reggie's style. Is something called Valley of the Blind. Valley of the Blind, and I'm going to give you a, a little summary, a little synopsis of the Valley of the Blind, and then sort of explain. It. So what happens in the Valley of the Blind, there's actually a story, I think, by H.G. Wells uh, that he kind of adapted this from. And he said, in the Valley of the Blind, um, what happens is uh, there's this mountain climber, and he's climbing this really tall mountain, and then he falls, and he loses himself with the party that he was with, and the, the other climbers can't get to him because it's so far down. And remember, this is years ago before, like, old helicopters and whatever were capable of doing this sort of stuff. Um, so, uh, so he's stuck in this valley. So this guy, you know, he, he sort of picks himself up, and luckily he has all this survival gear with him, and he knows how to survive. He's in a former, you know, special forces, so he kind of knows how to live off the land if he has to. And he's walking around the Valley of the Blind for days and days and months and months, and no people are in sight. It's nothing. It's this whole huge valley. And then he comes upon, um, he sees in the distance, he sees a settlement. 
And he's like, oh my God, there are people here. So he runs over there, finally excited to see some people, and he realizes that none of them have eyes. They're all complete blind. Not only are they blind, they don't even have eye sockets. They have nothing. It's like their face is just blank over here. And he's going in there, but he's so happy to see people, and he's excited, he's talking to them, and he's like, uh, you know, oh my God, I was lost. And everybody's like feeling his face because they, they've never felt eyes before, and they didn't realize that that even existed. And uh, he starts talking, and, and they're, they're asking questions, and he's saying like, yeah, the sun is in the sky, and the clouds, and the trees, and everybody is like, what on earth are you talking about? Like, there's no sun in the sky. There's just like a ceiling over our heads. You know, we're in just like this big house. He's like, what are the clouds that bring the rain? There's no clouds. That, that's what they ever said. There's no clouds that bring rains. This is just, just like water that trickles from the ceiling. And everything he's saying sounds totally foreign because they have no idea what he's talking about because these people have just never had eyes. So he's there for a while, and the... the He's talking to like some of the tribal people, and the tribal people say, you know what, you're like really a troublemaker in this place. We're going to have to kick you out, because like we can't have you here. He's like, no, I'll shut up. I'll stop talking. I'll stop saying anything. I just want to be, I want to fit in. So he wants to fit in in the Valley of the Blind. So he tries to fit in, and then you know he doesn't talk much about anything except for what they want to talk about. And then uh, over time, he falls in love and happens to be the king's daughter that he falls in love with. And they decide that uh, they want to marry. And the, and the king is really relieved because the daughter actually has vestigial eyebrows. So she in the, in the tribe was considered like not the most prized you know, women because nobody has eyebrows anymore. It's just all this, you know, they put that smooth skin up there. So uh, he's, uh, he says to um, the king, I want to marry your daughter. Uh, and the, the king says, uh, you can marry my daughter, but on one condition. You have to get rid of those things that you call eyes. Right, we'll have to like take them out, and we have a great surgeon, and he's really good at everything. And you know, he's never done this before because nobody's ever had eyes. Uh, I'm sure he can figure out how to get those things out of your, your head, and then you can be blind like the rest of us. Um, and he agrees reluctantly. Uh, and then the day comes when he's uh, about to have his surgery, the day before the wedding, and he decides to take a long walk. And he walks out, and he looks at the beautiful sunrise, and he looks at the trees and the flowers and all sorts of stuff. And he's walking further and further and further along. And finally, he turns back and looks and he's like a mile from the village. And he's like, I can't do this. You know, I cannot take my eyes out. Like, I have vision for a reason. And I can't live, I can't live this way in the Valley of the Blind. You know, even if I'm alone, I can't take my eyes out because the eyes are so much a part of me. And he decides to walk away from the Valley of the Blind. Um, and that's the story. Reggie Gold says, you know, if you think about chiropractic, you know, uh, the way a lot of chiropractors uh, are, who are not in from from the life university philosophical you know standpoint, they're living in the valley of the blind, and they're what they're saying is you know there is no philosophy, no, there's no philosophy. Philosophy is dead. Subluxation is an old word, right? That's 1895. You know we don't need subluxation. That's just it's putting us backwards. If you read articles, I'm not I'm not going nuts on this. I'm talking about articles that are within our profession. Brother McCoy, Brother McCoy has probably mentioned some of this stuff to you. That there are people who want to do away with the word subluxation. There are people who want to do away with the word adjustment. There are people who want to do away with the word chiropractic. Your chiropractic, done by hand. What a dumb word that is. So there are people who are living in the valley of the blind, and they're like, well, we should be doing everything, right? We should be like the osteopaths. The osteopaths can do anything they want. That's why we want to get drugs in it. The osteopaths are successful. Look at them now. They're all, they're all in hospitals, and they're all surgeons, and they all give drugs. This is what we want to be, and that's what the what the other half or 
two-thirds maybe of the profession want to do, is they're living the value of blind, and they just want to get more, more blind. They want to get rid of the vestigial eyebrows. They don't want to have anything to do with, you know, what philosophy is. They don't want to have any of the vision. And uh, Reggie Gold would say during this talk, he said, uh, they have the eyesight of a hawk, but the vision of a clam. So in other words, they, they think that they can see really, really well, but they can see nothing at all. You know, all the, all, the only thing they see is, is what's right in front of them. So he's, Reggie can say, and even though this was years ago before drug was this big issue in the profession, he was talking this way saying, you know, do you want to live in the valley of the blind? Do you want to go out there and serve the people the way you're supposed to serve? Right? And I, for one, want to, you know, I want to serve the masses. And the way I want to serve the masses is, is in this thought process that Reggie also says, if you, hear, if you listen to him talk enough, he says, um, if you were the last chiropractor on earth, would chiropractic survive? If you were the last chiropractor on earth, would chiropractic survive? And I hope in your heart you say, absolutely. Absolutely, I will grow this thing. Like if, I, another question I like putting more hypothetically is like, if you were placed on an alien planet that had essentially people like you and me that had spines or whatever, but they knew nothing about chiropractic, would you, would chiropractic survive on that planet? Would you be able to go around and teach people about chiropractic and start a chiropractic school? I say yes. I say why not? Because we need this kind of stuff. You know, last night uh, in my practice, we had a family of apes get started. There's a husband and a wife and they're six kids. Um, and uh, each kid had some, something interesting happening with them. And between me and the interns, we were able to get through these guys about two hours, a little over two hours, we were able to get through everybody. Um, but the thing that was really interesting is, that, is when they first came in, their mindset was kind of over here. But after talking with them and getting to understand, we kind of took them on a journey to where chiropractic really is. So in the beginning, it was all about like, you know, I heard chiropractic helps with like pain and, and this kind of stuff. And by the end, it was like, you know, chiropractic is like a wellness philosophy. We want to get the, we want to have the healthiest family we possibly can. And that's the journey we want them to have is to understand that, you know, out there, if you want to take the analogy further, out there in the world, most people are blind. Most people have no idea what they're putting into their mouths has anything to do with anything. Most people have no idea that, that their spine is even back there, let alone that they should be taking care of it, right? They take care of their teeth, why? Because they can see it in the mirror, right? If you can see your spine in the mirror, you probably take care of it better. Um, so most people are living blind too, and what's our job then? Our job is to leave them out of the valley of the blind. Our job is to say, okay, I get where you've been your whole life, because these guys have never had chiropractic here before. I get where you've been, and that's totally cool. It's not, it's not a bad place or a wrong place, but there's another place, right? There's another place to go, and it's a healthier place, and it's a happier place, and it's a place where your kids can be happier and healthier, because each one of them has their own different problems, and you know, one of them has these neurological things that they never even you know, figured out. They, they just said, oh, she's sort of a late bloomer, and oh, it's no big deal, and Oh, she, she doesn't read very well, and oh, she kind of has these behavior issues. And then we can uncover things like doing primal reflexes, which we're going to talk about towards the end of the quarter. We uncover things like looking at her eyes and how she, her eyes couldn't track. And things that nobody has ever looked at, even though she's six years old and she's been to pediatricians over and over and over again. But we, my thought process is our job is to help take them out of the valley of the blind. And most people are in that valley. Most chiropractors are in that valley. And if the chiropractors want to stay in that valley, I'm not going to drag them over here. Right? They don't want to be medipractors or pharmapractors or whatever it is they want to call themselves over there. Fine. But in my, where I live, I don't live in the valley of the blind. 
You know, I've chosen a very different path. And yeah, it's a little lonelier sometimes when you meet other chiropractors at New York conventions and you start talking about stuff and you know, you're in such completely different wavelengths. Even chiropractors who graduated from Life University sometimes stray so far from the principle just to make a buck. I don't know how many guys heard Michael Viscarelli talking today. Did you hear Dr. Viscarelli? He was, he was a student. He sat right over there. He sat right over there in this classroom just three or four years ago um, in, this, in this exact class. And I remember uh, you know, talking about this kind of stuff and realizing that you, know, you students don't realize how amazing you're going to have it in a little while. Look, he's the guy seeing a thousand people a week now. He's seen a thousand people a week and he's just graduated three years ago. So, so what he's doing out in Colorado is he's leading people out of the Valley of the Blind. And the reason he's so successful at it is because he tells the truth. Just That's what he said today, if you heard him. I just tell the truth. Right? That's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear sugar-coated stuff. They don't need someone else telling them about drugs. They don't need someone else telling them about stuff that they already know. What they need is someone telling them about stuff they don't know, that they never heard of before, and becoming a leader and a role model and a coach for them to get them out of the value of the blind. So when they come to see you, whether they're in the clinic, you know, or they're in your peak office, or you graduated in there in your practice, or your associateship practice, wherever you happen to be, they are looking, they are looking to you saying, help me get out of the valley of the blind. So don't keep them in there, right? They're already there. We have to get them out of the value of the blind, and that's why you know, people like Reggie Gold, to me, are so vitally important in this profession. Um, and I, my goal in this class is to keep the names of all these people alive. You know, you've, you've seen Dr. Sigafus, you've seen Dr. Sid, you've seen Reggie Gold. Next week I'm going to show you Dr. Dick Santo. I'm going to show you all of these chiropractors, some, many of them who are no longer with us, but I want to show you some of these chiropractors whose names should live on in your lives because of the legacy that they've left for all of us. 